Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello! This is the Relunchables Podcast. I'm Jordan Holzer, and each episode, we'll be breaking down another 90s, early 2000s kids movie. I am not alone. Each episode, I'll be having on special guests to help me relive my childhood. This is about the time when I would say, this is a bonus episode in which I bring on blah 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 guest. But this is a unique episode. We are bringing you a crossover episode between Tiger King and Johnny Tsunami. My listeners may be thinking, what does Johnny Tsunami have to do with Tiger King? Well, I'll tell you. A few weeks ago, sitting on my couch, like millions of Americans, watching the incredible docuseries Tiger King. What a cast of characters. From Joe Exotic, to Carol Baskin, to John Finley, to the entire group of people, including Saf. And then when I found out, like probably many of you, that they were adding one more episode, a bonus episode hosted by Joel McHale, I was all in. So there I am, watching the episode like many of you, and when Joe McHale asked Saf, Who would play him in a potential Tiger King movie? And he said, the kid from Johnny Tsunami. My ears perked up immediately, no pun intended. And of course, I just kept that in the back of my mind. Kept doing great work on the podcast. I just kept doing my job. Kept trying to put out great content for my listeners. And then I just forgot about it. I try to move on, try to get more guests, try to keep churning out content. And we ended up doing Johnny Tsunami on the podcast. I was able to get on Brandon Baker, who gave an incredible interview, was really honest, really gave an in-depth discussion of what it's like as a child actor, what he's up to now, and we left it at that. Little did I know, I was going to have on Saf. So, once I find out I'm having Saf on the podcast, I thought, okay, we could just have a traditional interview, we could talk about Tiger King, we could talk about his love for Johnny Tsunami, that makes for a great episode. But, then I thought, what about possibly bringing Brandon Baker and Saf together. So the first about 10 minutes of the episode, it's just me and Saf. We're talking about Johnny Tsunami. We're talking about Tiger King. Little does he know, Brandon Baker is about to join the Zoom conference. He has zero idea what is happening. And then we surprise Saf. We have the reunion between Johnny Tsunami himself, Johnny Kapahala, Brandon Baker, and Saf. So I think my listeners are really going to enjoy this. So let's get into my interview with Brandon Baker and Saf. And just because I love hearing it, let's play the Disney Channel original movie, Intro Music. We are now joined by one of the stars of Tiger King, Saf. Saf, thank you so much for joining the Relunchables podcast. No, man. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. My listeners may be wondering, why is Saf on the podcast? This is a podcast where we talk about Disney Channel original movies. And in the last episode of the Tiger King series on the Where Are They Now episode hosted by Joe McHale, when he asked you who would play you in a potential Tiger King movie, you shocked me and my listeners by saying Johnny Tsunami. And uh, I don't think he knew, 
who you were talking about. And I don't think David Spade knew who you were talking about when you did an interview with him. But we, of course, know who Johnny Tsunami is. Yeah, you know, I grew up with that show. I was born and raised in Hawaii. Um, so anything that had anything to do with Hawaii obviously got our attention immediately. Um, but more so than that, it was it was entertaining as a as a young kid, man. I was able to watch these other young kids just kind of enjoy life at its fullest. And of course, I was I just loved it. I loved the entirety of the show. I loved that uh, they incorporated a local, you know, star into the show, which who played his grandpa, you know. Um, I mean, it was just awesome, man. And and given the opportunity, I would love for him. I would love for him to, you know, when I was younger and that show was around, people thought that was me, you know? Um, so yeah, it, it's just, to me, it's just funny to watch it all come full circle. And if he does, that would be amazing. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. That would make my <laughs> life. <laughs> Did you grow up surfing as a child? Surfing was just something. I probably surfed before I learned how to swim, you know? I mean, it was just something we did. We always had sand and salt water somewhere on our body. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I'm curious, before we dive too deep into Johnny Tsunami, how has life been like for you since the show came out? Has it died down a little? Has the media attention kind of ceased a little bit? You were able to come up for water and take a breath? Or has it just been nonstop since it came out? Yeah, it's honestly, me personally, it's been nonstop. Um, but I've been taking it just very slowly. I've never done this before. I've never navigated this type of thing. So um, like I said, I've been responding to people best I can. And no matter what I do, no matter where I go, somebody is going to mention something about the show. Um, and that's just something that's a part of my daily life now. And I just kind of grow with it. You know, it's all been positive for me. So it's been awesome. Yeah. No, that's great. Uh, who's the coolest person that you've gotten to speak to or has reached out to you during this time besides me, of course. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. No, you know, I think it, it's just that dude, it's the amount, it's not just one particular person. It's the amount of people that genuinely want to know about me, you know, even if it's not on a personal level, even if it's just reaching out to say, Hey man, what's up? How are you? You're awesome. You know, that's, it's incredible. The response I got and, um, and I would have to say that's the coolest thing is the amount of people that uh, I've kind of, you know, entered into their lives and they've reciprocated that. I think it's amazing. Are you really that normal or just in a cast of crazy people, you just come off as the most normal? Do you consider yourself just a normal person or, you know, it's, it's so easy to stand out based on everyone else on that show? That's exactly it. You know, if you're asking me out of, everyone else involved if I'm normal then then obviously you know I think I'm just closer to what people would imagine themselves to be you know um so yeah in that sense you're right it's easy but no I mean I still thoroughly enjoyed working with these apex predators big exotic cats you know um and then some so in that there's there's not much normalcy in that you know I did enjoy that to its fullest um, but other than that, I, I went home, you know, I got tired, I got upset, I got frustrated, just as much as anyone else, you know, I've made tons of mistakes. And I think um, that wasn't highlighted, the humanity in the entire thing wasn't highlighted enough. I think it was more just the, the craziness, you know, the uproar of it all. So, yeah. Do you, I know you've said this before in previous interviews, but the one thing that comes across the screen is just your, your rational sense of loyalty, it seems to the Tigers, to the park, staying on, even through all the madness. 
was that just a sense of, you know, I got to protect these cats above all else? I think it was less protect and more, um, I, I owe it to them. I owed it to them, man. I mean, they've given me so much more than I will ever be able to give back to them. And you're right. It, it, it comes off as somewhat irrational to someone who doesn't give a crap about, you know, tigers or lions or any of that. Um, but for me, I was able to live my dream out. So you can imagine somebody saying, you know, you have a choice right now. Just kind of give it all up. I mean, anybody in their right mind would say, no, I'm, I'm living my dream out to its fullest. So when people kind of look at it from that standpoint, it, it makes it easier for them to kind of understand why I did it. It wasn't for one man. It wasn't for one, you know, thing or situation. It was strictly because I was, I was completely engulfed in the fact that I was living my dream and I wanted to continue to do that regardless. So, yeah. Gotcha. Hold on. I think we have somebody trying to join oh, yeah? the Zoom. This is, this is weird. Hold on. <laughs> Sorry about that. Oh, hey, Brandon. How are you? No way. No way. Yes. <laughs> no way. I had to do Yo, it. What are you doing right now, man? This is amazing. I feel like I'm looking in a mirror. This is a, it's a mirror. It's freaking me out. I don't know how you feel about it, but yo, I'm telling you, my whole childhood, this right, I, I'm stoked right now. I can't even, you tricked me. You tricked me. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. What's up, Brandon? How you doing, man? I'm stoked right now, too. So, I mean, it goes both ways. I had to do it. Once I found out, you know, we had to make the dream come true and reunite you guys on the podcast. Amazing. I'm, I am speechless right now. <laughs> I can't even, I can't even. Same here, sir. Same here. Yeah, no. It's uh, you've been a part of my childhood. You know what (laughs) I mean. You've been a part of my life for a very long time. So this is amazing, man. Dope. Well, you've been a part of my adulthood, and you've been part of my life for three months. So right back at you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. How did you uh? How did you feel when that came up, man? Because to me, it was a natural response. I was like, yeah, that kid for sure. You know, I'm obviously not a kid anymore, but yeah. How did how did you feel when it all when it all came out and everyone's like, yo, they're talking about like you doing this? Yeah, it was uh it was fucking crazy. <laughs> like, <laughs> it blew my mind because I mean I was in quarantine, like stay at home order just like everyone else. So like my girlfriend and I like just blew through Tiger King like right when it came out. And we're just like, oh my god, you know, I'm like on the phone with my parents and my grandma's like, what should I watch on TV? And I'm like, Tiger King is what you need to watch. And then obviously, you know, like maybe a month passes and you guys start being on shows. I think it was the first one I saw was you on David Spade's show. And then just like all my family members, all my friends, random people are like, dude, did you see this? And blowing me up. And I'm like, that is crazy. I was like, this is such a weird collision of worlds. Um, and then, yeah, and then I saw you on a few more things. And I'm like, dude, wow, that's nuts. Um, but I was like, you know, shout out like Hawaii, what's up? And <laughs> shout out to Saf for being like, you know hell on, yeah on one of the craziest shows yeah. that i've ever seen like the most sane individual so it's like all right cool yeah oh, i could do that nah. i could be like the most sane person on that <laughs> show for sure Yo, i appreciate that <laughs> yeah it's not hard to be on that show amongst those <laughs> cast of characters but yeah right. no, i appreciate that man yeah it's, no doubt this is too surreal man this is incredible well honestly i've been meaning to like reach out and like connect with you so thank you jordan for for making it happen but, but yeah jordan that's 
That's awesome. <laughs> 100%. I'm happy to do it. And uh, we were just talking yeah. about uh, Saf's <laughs> rational sense of loyalty to the Tigers, which is the one thing that just jumps off the screen. And he was commenting about that. And I think it's kind of crazy just how in a crazy bunch totally. of people that you just stand out. You're like the stand-in for the audience in that show. You know, we could That's relate amazing. most to you out of anyone else. And I hope that, you know, millions of people feel the same way. Yeah, man. No, that's amazing. And it's incredible to hear about yourself. And I appreciate that for real. You know, I, it was such a significant part of my life that obviously you don't consider it when you're living it. You know, like I said, we were filmed all the time. So um, I would have never expected millions of people to watch it. But the fact that it's out there, you know, on so many different levels is incredible. It's incredible. <laughs> so, yeah. And look at who I'm talking to right now, man. Oh, what's up? The what's original. up? Yeah. Johnny Kapahala. <laughs> That's amazing, man. Like, I'm, I'm super excited right now. <laughs> I never thought my day was going to be this way. Like, I, I was like, yeah, it's Friday. It's going to be a good day. This is amazing. I can sleep for the rest of the weekend now. Oh, sick. Now, actually, before I got on this call, I told my roommate, I was like, hey, I'm about to hop on this podcast with Saf. And he was like, and he was like in his chair working. And he fell out of his chair and then like rolled onto his bed for like no reason and like put his head down and like yeah so like we're all we're all stoked that i'm on this call with you right now for that's sure. amazing man that's amazing where are you at right now are you still in colorado yeah live in colorado i'm in boulder right now um you know like staying at home but we also have like so much nature out here so trying to get out as much right. as possible and yeah yeah same here, man. Have you surfed? Uh, have you surfed since? Yeah. Stay connected, right? Um, yeah. I mean, I was actually just in California a little bit ago and got out in the ocean. But but unfortunately, like I've had a, a few different like I have a pending shoulder surgery. So right now I'm kind of chilling. Oh, yeah. No way. Just basketball injury. Yeah. Yada, yada. I'm not I'm not. I'm not I'm not going pro anymore apparently so yeah I'm gonna have to chill on that but actually I have a question for you Seth I got a couple of questions um well are you are you living in Hawaii is that where you are right now yeah so I don't I don't live there I was born and raised there um but I live in California gotcha. now yeah so I'm I'm in Redlands oh. it's about an hour east of LA yeah, yeah, yeah. I told you where that is right on yeah um yeah where does that like Jordan was saying that you know theoretical irrational loyalty where does that come from like have you always had that is that something that's like just part of like you know your family or yeah where did that come from yeah definitely definitely my upbringing just kind of the dynamic of you know my I was born with three siblings so there was a lot of people in that house um, and we were all pretty strong-headed you know so I liked having things my way I think it, it's more centered around that is um, I want it the way that I want it you know yeah so and and that's what it was, man. It was honestly just I knew that what I wanted was to be back on par, you know, and nothing else mattered. Um, and there was no way, yeah, there was no way I was going to go through all those surgeries. So, yeah, I mean, I think it has a lot to do with that. I mean, I couldn't be sure. I just know that I would have made that decision over and over again. Yeah, so. Nice. Well, you and I have that in common. Yeah. So <laughs> if I do get the chance to, to play you in something, like, I'm like, all right, okay, I get that. that it comes natural. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. 
now that I have like spoken to you, I don't know how much say I actually have in this, but now that I've spoken to you, there's absolutely no way anyone else is playing me. There's no way. <laughs> like it's not happening. <laughs> how can uh, this not happen? Yeah. The resemblance is kind of uncanny. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what's funny? I was like, I was like, you know, I don't know if I should wear a hat or not. I was like, I bet Saf's gonna be wearing a hat though. So I'll I'll rock my, <laughs> my baseball cap. I do. I do wear hats pretty often, you know, and it's not for any reason, but I've done it since I was a kid. So, yeah, I got my little hat collection back here. It's alternate. <laughs> yeah, I see that. Yeah. I rock hats a lot, yeah, too. Man. Also, my haircut, I'm looking kind of rough right now with this quarantine cut. Oh, so. yeah. Me, too. Me <laughs> Trying too. to spare everybody watching. <laughs> <laughs> so I wanted to We usually end our interviews with five rapid fire questions, but I want to do five. Would you rather Tiger King related questions for both of you to answer, if that's all right. Wonderful. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So the first question is, uh, would you rather pose for a photo shoot with Carol Baskin like she did with her husband, dress as a cat on leash, oh or God. get in the <laughs> bathtub with Alan Glover, the hitman, who's always shot in that bathtub? <laughs> oh my god <laughs> jesus christ there's i mean i would rather get my hand bit off by a tiger again honestly than do any of those <laughs> yeah yeah i'll i'll let i'll let, I'm gonna go yeah go ahead yeah i'll, I'll uh oh man that's, that's crazy <laughs> no it's a horrible like i'm scared i'm scared of both of them terrified but but the picture of me and Carol um, would provide like entertainment for my friends and mm -hmm. family for the rest of their oh, lives. Yeah. So um, that's a great that, that opportunity to be demeaned in that way. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> would be pretty. Fucking that's hilarious. amazing. That's so funny. But I just don't think I look good in leashes. <laughs> uh, Does anyone? Well, I, I guess it's where you and I differ because I look fantastic in leashes. Let me tell you. Yeah. Man. <laughs> All right. So, next question Would you rather get a job as Joe Exotic's new campaign manager or be Jeff Lowe and Lauren's new nanny? Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. I'll go first on this one, Brandon. I will, um, I will, I will dabble in politics before I become a part of the Lowe household. <laughs> so <laughs> politics here we come <laughs> yeah i guess i would probably have to go with that too i don't think i'm jeff and lauren's type no. considering <laughs> uh, you know yeah you're, you know yeah. yeah all leashes aside i might not be, yeah. you know, <laughs> But yeah, that poor campaign manager, dude, just like, <laughs> that dude's soul just got eroded away. Oh, So, yeah. cool, yeah. I guess we'll do that. Yeah, let's do that. The new nanny does look pretty attractive, though. I don't know if you've seen Jeff Lowe's new nanny, but she's pretty attractive. Uh, yeah. Uh, and yeah, that poor guy, Josh Dial, who was yeah. the campaign manager, you got to feel for that guy. For sure. For sure. <laughs> uh, next one. Would you rather spend a night in Vegas with Jeff Lowe or an afternoon jet skiing on the lake? with Robert Gerritsen, the guy who, of course, brings the whole thing down, looks like a Chucky doll. Oh, my God. What do you think, Brandon? All right. <laughs> All right. Um, yet again, the, the picture opportunities are incredible. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yes. Um, but I think I would go for probably the night out in Vegas. I mean, I guess you run the risk of, like, 
you know, either getting murdered or being arrested. Um, yeah. You know, yeah. just. But uh, you know, like, hey, you only live <laughs> once, you know. So yeah, let's. Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty fast, you know, and so if shit happens, then hopefully I could, you know, figure it out. But yeah, I'd probably go Vegas. Yeah. See, I'd be on the water. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Uh, yeah, that uh, Jeffalo Jungle Bus in Vegas. I don't know if uh, if that's kosher there with the petting the cubs and getting what the prostitutes. And it'd be a it'd be a night to remember to for, for sure. Uh, next yeah. one, would you rather get matching tattoos with John Finley or star in the next Joe Exotic music video? Wow. Oh my God, these are great, Jordan. How long did this take you? <laughs> <laughs> so searching questions. Yeah. Look. All right, Saf, you're up. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll go with John Finley. It just depends on the tattoo, I guess. I love tattoos. I uh, yeah. Let's go get a tattoo. What do you think, Brandon? I mean, the tattoo makes sense. That's. I mean, I have tattoos, right. and like he seems like a cool dude. Like that's something that I would like do. Um. But the music music videos are fucking priceless. The music videos <laughs> are just insane. And they're one of a kind. So yeah, yeah. like makes sense. Yeah, like you know, I just have a randomly a shirt off and I'm just walking through, you know, like the <laughs> Sahara Desert on the green screen. Yeah. yeah. Incredible. Sign me up. Incredible. I've never shot a gun in my life, but yeah, give me a gun. Whatever. Incredible. Yeah. That makes sense. I just yeah, I'll I'll go for the tattoo. He can have the music video. <laughs> <laughs> So even if that meant having to get that privately owned Joe Exotic tattoo like John did, that's okay? Absolutely not. No. That is, that is, <laughs> that is never okay. <laughs> okay, uh, last one here. Would you rather lose your life's work, like Rick Kirkham, who loses all the footage that he had oh, trying damn. to film the documentary, RIP those alligators in that warehouse, or lose one of your many wives like Doc Ansel did? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is a weird one, I have to say, yeah. Uh, Brandon. <laughs> having lost several wives already, you know, um, it's just, you know, it's hard. It's like, I think, you know, millennials are looking for just like more job security and really like care about like, you know, their mental health. And it's just, it's hard to keep the wives on your compound, which I totally get. Right. Um, right. Yeah, no, I would go, I would go with the loss of the life's work because the idea of owning a person is just super fucking weird. So yeah, burn, burn all my shit. <laughs> RIP. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, that's, that's exactly where I'm at with it. You know, I, I, it's, it's really like you're asking me, do I want um, to, be responsible for having a wife or do I want to just start all over? And I'm always down for an adventure. Let's start all over. You know, I'm, I'm nice. okay with loss. I'm not okay with, uh, yeah, I'm down for that. You know how hard it is to satisfy one woman when one leaves, <laughs> when one leaves out of five, That's I mean, point. yeah, you're just, yeah. just bettering your odds. <laughs> yeah. I'm down for that. <laughs> You kind of had to assume that you're in a polygamous relationship for this one and that if you lose one, you may still have, you know, 10 other wives to, you exactly. know, to have. So it's not too big of a loss. Uh, <laughs> I appreciate yeah, you guys indulging job. me <laughs> in this uh, little game here. I'm curious, Seth, going back to Johnny Tsunami, 
did you watch other Disney Channel original movies as a kid, or was that one the really the one that stood out to you and the one that resonated most? Oh yeah, you know I watched everything Disney. I mean that was the the thing, you know. And and mind you, I grew up probably the same as you guys, where we weren't inside often. We were outside yeah. playing to the sun, you know, to right. the sun went down and the street lights came on. Um, but when we were in front of the TV, it was obviously Disney because kid friendly and can't go wrong. And man, when Johnny Tsunami came out, I watched it religiously. I mean, until it was on VHS, you know what I mean? Like I still would watch it <laughs> if I had access to it. And and we do, we go on like <laughs> Disney plus and watch it. It's amazing. Yeah. You know, it's just a part of my childhood and it'll forever be there, you know? So. Dude. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. The, uh, man. And, and I, I was able to snowboard when I first, when I first came here to, uh, to the mainland is what we call it from Hawaii. I was able to snowboard in Washington. And it's, it's opposite of surfing. Like you're steering with the opposite end of the board, right? And no one tells you that. So I was like, surf on ice? Easy. I got this, you know? Um, but I, I didn't. I, I fell very often. Um, but once you master it, man, it's, it's, it's like you're surfing on ice. So, yeah, yeah. I enjoy both of those. And, and Johnny Tsunami is a reason for that. So, cool. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Dope. Yeah, exactly. You're you're living out the real Johnny Tsunami right there, right? Surfing and snowboarding. I know. Life imitating art. <laughs> Saf, Saf Tsunami, you know? Yeah. W- without like the without the urchin and the uh, you know, the urchin and the sky influence. <laughs> I'm able to do both without any adversity. <laughs> so, Johnny paved the way, you know. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> Yeah. Are you still working with Tiger Sap or do you have any inclination of getting back and working with zoos or any type of animal retreats? Not not an inclination to do it uh, on a professional level. I definitely do it personally. And and um, what that means is I just go visit my friends who have these cats and I just play with them like I would a house dog at your own house. Um, just because, I mean, I love these animals, man. They're incredible. And the moment that you guys are able to to just touch an adult tiger, it, it takes over you, consumes you completely, you know? If that's if that's something you're passionate about. And man, immediately I was like, I want to do this for the rest of my life, you know? Um, the reason I say not on a professional level is because I don't even know. I couldn't tell you guys right now what's best for these captive tigers. I couldn't tell you guys, you know? I thought captivity was because they're safe, you know? Um, but now they're not. And I was kind of a part of that, you know, I don't know, growth or, or decline, whatever you guys call it. And I just didn't want to be a part of it anymore. If I wasn't a part of the solution, I don't want to be a part of the problem. So I definitely enjoy interacting with them on a personal sure. level, but just not at a zoo or sanctuary or anything like that. Yeah. 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 Even what Carol Baskin's doing is, you know, she tries to label it as something she's trying to help these tigers, but I don't think she's right, doing that. You know, right. she's exploiting it just as much as Joe Exotic yeah. is. Oh yeah, you know a cage is a cage is a cage. And one thing that I never actually did in my life is is see these animals in the wild. So I think that would be my next best thing on a professional level with these animals is to just see them in the wild. Maybe even work with them in the wild. But that would be the next thing that I would do if I did anything um, on a professional level. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. For someone like myself who can't even imagine getting into a cage with a tiger or petting a tiger. Do they sense your fear? How do you overcome that? Is it just you act natural? Because for me, and I think most of the population who's never interacted with a, you know, a big cat like that, 
they're just menacing and you just, you know, you're afraid of them. Of course, when they're a cub and they're little, then it's okay. You can oh, pet yeah. them. But as soon as they get to like, even a few weeks, they're already huge. And then it's like, I can't even be, I can't, you know, risk my own life trying to get next to them. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, they're, um, they're constantly feeling you out. You know, they know when you're scared, they know when you're excited, they know when you're feeling sick, you know? Um, but I think for me, it was like the, the fear on my end was never there. Um, I, I don't ever remember a time just being fearful of any of these and they're apex predators. You know, I was just more enamored. I was like, I can't believe I'm doing this. So I think that made a difference with me interacting with these animals. Cause I've seen people who interacted with them, but were scared the entire time, you know, and it's a very different type of dynamic. So yeah, they definitely read you out. But for me, it was just the fact that I was doing it that kept me there. It didn't matter what I had to go through, you know? It was amazing, man. It was amazing. And I I can only hope that people get to experience something like that throughout their life. Because if you ask me, hey, what's your dream? I've already lived mine. And from here on out, it's just, you know? Super cool. Yeah, just enjoying it. Yeah, man. Yeah, it really is. You know, I'm super lucky in that sense. And I think it's just your overall attitude and demeanor. That's what comes across the screen. And I'm so glad that Tiger King allowed fans and the population to be introduced to you and just a, just an agnostic personality like yourself. And I asked Brandon this when he came on the podcast, but I'm curious, I know you've maybe answered this before, but do you think Carol Baskin killed her husband? Yeah, oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, absolutely. You know, my, my biggest thing with that is she's the only one who benefited from his disappearance, you know? So I mean, yeah, <laughs> but I'm not her maker, you know, I'm not her judgment or whatever. She's the only one who has to answer to that every day. It's just unfortunate <laughs> because he was someone's yeah. father, you know, there's, there's his children out there that I believe deserve the answers, at least that, you know, I would want people to fight for that for myself. So yeah, answers would be nice for sure. Have you ever thought about reaching out to Joe in prison, writing him or sending him any letters or anything? I have not, um, not, it, it hasn't been like a, I refuse to speak to him. I have zero animosity with Joseph, but I just feel like it would complicate things. You know, I can't change his situation. Um, and he knows where I'm at, you know, so yeah, he can always write me. Uh, I, I'll definitely respond if he does, but as of, as far as taking initiative and, and writing a letter out to him, no, I haven't done that yet. I haven't even thought about it really. Yeah. Gotcha. Uh, Saf, Brandon, if you don't have any more questions for Saf, Brandon, I'll, uh, I'll end it at that. Thank you guys so much yeah, my man. for joining the podcast. Who knew no. that by you saying Johnny Tsunami in some random episode yeah. of Who Are They Now would it's reunite so you guys. And uh, I'm happy to put it together. It's, it's been a dream come true. <laughs> it's been a dream come true, man. Brandon, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Keep in touch, honestly. Keep in touch. Yeah, no doubt, man. Um, yeah, I mean, hit me up. If there's anything that I can do to, to help, you know, I mean, thank you for like, this is a cool thing for me too, <laughs> to be connected. So yeah, let's definitely stay in touch. Um, yeah, and hit sure. me up like Instagram or whatever, and we'll exchange information. Bill. Guarantee that sounds good. Awesome. Thank you guys for joining the Relunchables podcast. Hey, Jordan, thank you for having me, man. All right, Jordan. See you, man. I would like to thank my guests, Brandon Baker and Saf for coming on the podcast. This was an incredible episode. I just have to say playing a very small role and bringing Saf and Brandon Baker together. They would have connected eventually, I'm sure of it, but you know what? To have them both on the podcast and surprising Saf was just priceless. To see the look on his face when Brandon first joined the meeting 
If you saw my Instagram story on the Relunchables, he was completely shocked to see Brandon join. So you know what? That just made my day, and I know it made his. You can subscribe to the Relunchables podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts, and please leave us a rating or review. Five stars only. Later this week, we had to go back to the very beginning. We are doing the first ever Disney Channel original movie. That's right. Recovering Under Wraps, the movie that started it all. That's the reason we have this podcast today. We're going to be having on a very special guest from that movie. I won't spoil too much, so please stay tuned. Until next time. For listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.